Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. What's Jablin, my Jables? I'm Connor. I'm in the middle of an existential life crisis. I'm Jeff, and the demon code prevents me from making a joke here. And I'm Tepper, and I had my computer explode over the weekend. Not literally, though, but pretty close. Oh, I mean, you keep it in a car, so... Yeah, it would be dangerous if it exploded in the trunk. (laughs) In this weather, it gets very hot back there. In this weather, it gets really hot everywhere. Stop playing so much Final Fantasy on it, then. (laughs) I can't help it. I'm addicted. The new expansion came out. It's like WoW all over again. Like, giving crack to a crack addict. I can't help myself. This week, we'll be watching Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, directed by Liam Lynch, released in 2006. The scene at the Halfway House Cafe is halfway into the movie. Jeff brought this movie to us this week. Why? Well, first of all, I'm still reeling from that little, like, movie tidbit you dropped on us, like, mind blown. Yeah, it's Uh, very interesting. I'm just a huge fan of the uh jack black gaming youtube channel Mm. so after i discovered that and you know i watched all of his videos like twice i had to go back and you know watch check out his other stuff makes sense did you know that youtube legend jack black got his start not on youtube it was a surprise to all of us my mind is exploding (laughs) Don't worry, you need to you need to save the, all the mine explosions for like one point like three quarters of the way through the movie. Mm. Does anyone else have a personal connection to this film? Um I have like I haven't watched it in its entirety, which is why we're watching it on the podcast. But um when I was younger it was like a really popular movie. Um and a couple of my friends watched it like several times and would quote it all the time. Um I also my older brother um, would play the, uh, the like a lot of the songs from this movie, uh, Master Exploder. Um, God, I can't think of the, the the name of like the final song, but uh, the one where they do the duel, um, Kickapoo, and like like it's been a while since I've listened to them, but like I they um, I'm very fond of those songs. I also, when I was younger, one of my favorite songs was uh, Tribute by Jack Black. Um, that song is by Tenacious D. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. I, I'm just, like, it wasn't in the movie, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was a separate thing, right? Yep, they had a show on HBO for a while, and they have some earlier albums. Yeah, yeah, that's more so what I meant by that. Like, I know it's by Tenacious D. I just was like, it wasn't in the movie, and I uh, heard it separately. Mom, but... you, gotta, you gotta put some respect on Kyle Gass's name. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, yeah, like, Tribute was uh one of my favorite songs and like i still do really really like uh tribute um so that's kind of like the the, my like connection to this movie of like kind of what i know about it all right now the people who matter (laughs) um i've seen this a couple times but i didn't watch it right when it came out I, i watched it like the end of my high school years and i took an extra year so that pushes it back even further i think it was like 19 when i first saw this movie i like it i like it a lot it's a real good fucking time and i know why my friends loved it so much but i i didn't watch it at the time 
Yeah, I watched it somewhere in high schools. Not quite as late, probably, as you did, but um, I don't even remember when or particularly why. It definitely, like, it didn't, like, grab my friend group or anything, so it wasn't from that. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, and yeah, I, a lot of fun songs, and yeah, I think, like, Tribute is probably my favorite as well from that I know from Tenacious D. Alright, we're now showing Tepper the poster for the movie. Please describe the poster and let us know what you think. Uh... Jack Black, Kyle Gass, Tenacious D, in the Pick of Destiny? Huh, I didn't know that it was in. Uh, yeah, I, yeah actually, they, I, st I stumbled on it for the same reason. I, yeah. I thought huh. it was and. Yeah, yeah, same. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah. So at the top in very bold lettering, uh, part of it on fire, actually, the in the Pick of Destiny part. Uh, and then going to the bottom... Uh, Jack Black and his sidekick exploding out of something and reaching for a demonotic pick. His name is right there on the fucking poster, <laughs> man. Are you doing this on purpose? Yes. Because <laughs> you get very, you seem to be getting very upset about this. Um. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, so, like, they're exploding out, and, uh, Jack Black is holding an acoustic guitar, and his sidekick has one on his back. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool, and then it looks like they're, like, the background is, like, space. Uh, it's a pretty cool-looking poster. There's actually another version of this poster. I swear to God that there's just the text, the greatest motion picture of all time, along the bottom. Like, that's I, what I was expecting to see when you uh, showed us this. I like that. Oh, you were, you were thinking of this one. Yeah, there's just another poster with a little bit more pizzazz to it. There's a, there's a, there's actually a couple different posters. Oh, that, yeah, I've seen that. That's fantastic. Yeah, see, that one says it too. Oh, yeah, that's the poster that I've seen. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. More often is, it's like, uh, my, is that Mike, uh, I, you know, I don't know my Renaissance painters, but the creation of man. But then also it's got a devil hand reaching out between mm -hmm. uh, Jack Black and Kyle Gass. That's a really good one. There's a different version where the devil hand is replaced by the by the uh, like head of a guitar, possibly because of ratings in certain countries. True. And then, yeah, I did find, find a different version that does just say it's the exact same poster as the first, but it does say the greatest motion picture of all time. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Pick of Destiny uh, posters are all really good. If you liked the poster, just wait for the movie. It's like <laughs> 90 minutes of that. Yeah. Neat. There's another one. I should go over. We should look at this other one just because it is it is very clearly like an homage to NeverEnding Story. It's <laughs> so good. That is really good, damn. It's also very small. Yeah. Yeah, that's that why wasn't the one we were mainly provided, but Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing this movie. I'm not sure how much I'll actually like it overall, just because I'm not a fan of like awkward comedy. And Ain't um, gonna fucking beat the last unicorn. Prob almost certainly won't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> You know, I told Shauna that Last Unicorn is in number one, 
and she was uh, she was actually pretty surprised at that. She didn't expect me to like it that much. Yeah, Shauna finds the movie boring. Yeah, that's that's what uh, she said to me as well. She just heard me shouting like, "My body is dying around me." <laughs> um, it's yeah, I can feel my body dying around me. Let's go. Move on, please. <sighs> <laughs> yeah let, let's not get started we'll just end up talking about last unicorn again all right we'll see you after the film is everything okay yeah we're cool we're super cool um where are you guys well we're at the drive-in we're watching this picture movie it's uh cop chase three have you seen it ah! uh no i haven't seen that one and we're back. So, what did everyone think? It's a masterpiece. I'm I'm lukewarm on it. Um, it was basically what I expected. Um, from the intro, which is um, there are parts of it I really liked, and there was a whole bunch of parts of it that I was really bored with, or just didn't really enjoy. Uh, it's not necessarily that it's a bad movie. Uh, it's just, it's type of humor isn't really my deal. Uh, I, like, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't really like cringy humor or, like, awkward humor. And large parts of this movie were that. And, like, that's just not really my thing. Um, so, most of those parts I didn't like. Most of the musical parts I did really like. Uh, third act, I thought, was way better than the, uh, first two parts of it. Um, it was, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it was, like, less cringy. It was also better executed, a lot of the humor for me. So, yeah, like, the third act I, like, was really happy with. But, like, the first two-thirds of the movie, I was just kind of, like, I was really bored. Or there were parts of it where I was like, oh, fuck, I know where this is going. And just kind of, like, it was like, ugh. Um, I'm not sure how you guys feel about the movie. I'm probably going to rag on it for most of it, so... I love the music, but it's a music movie, so I would fucking hope so. Uh, but I kind of have, like, similar sentiments about the first two-thirds of the movie, where um, a lot of it kind of falls flat for me. It's not even just, like, I don't like that humor. I do often have, like, a dumb sense of fucking cringy, gross humor. Um, but maybe it's because I've seen this movie more recently than a lot of other ones. I just kind of remembered a bunch of them, and they're not as funny when you remember them. Yeah, the the music I did uh, like uh, I did like basically across the board. All the musical parts were well executed. I thought. I mean, especially oh man, the Master Exploder and the uh, the duel against the devil. Beel's a boss. Oh, it's so good. I think there's more costume changes in Master Exploder than like the rest of the movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's definitely... A lot of the humor that I like in this movie is a bit more of kind of, like, the throwaway jokes or kind of some, somewhat of, like, the visual humor and, like, stuff more in the background. Like, when they're making uh, the circle, like, the pentagram in their room and they're using ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> like, that gets a chuckle out of me. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Master, Master Exploder was... I mean, like, I like it just as a song and then, like... The actual visuals and everything for that whole section are amazing. Like, fucking blows the dude's mind. It's just like, sorry, I did not mean. Yeah, that uh, that <laughs> happens just, in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I just, yeah. I um, those were definitely the parts that I enjoyed the most. 
Yeah, uh, kind of similar to like um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The opening is slower and longer than I remembered. Um, and like, I guess part of that is because this is the story of how they became a, an amazing band. So like, the a lot of the early music isn't amazing, even if it is just because it's intentionally has low production value. So yeah. yeah, like like Kickapoo is a very good strong opening, but then it's kind of like not really anything until Master Explosion. Yeah, that, that's the thing I noticed because I was like, yeah, like Kickapoo is great song, and like the first couple minutes like are really good. Like I love the whole scene with uh, Dio in the poster, yeah, uh, and like the praying and everything. Like that was really good. Um, the switch from the kid to the dad singing was like nice in Kickapoo. Meatloaf. Uh, yeah, but it was just, yeah, it just, there was like a big, uh, like, just like no no real music that I could really latch onto for a while. Uh, and then Master Exploder is, of course, like amazing. And then it got better after that. Like the car chase was really fun. Um, and like having the music to go along with that. Yeah, I feel like a, I imagine an amount of this movie is like inspired by like blues brothers and stuff because there's a lot of similar points in the movie that it kind of follows along at least that's what i always have interpreted and tenacious d was on a mission from god to defeat the devil exactly (laughs) and to pay rent just like just like in blues brothers Yeah, yeah i wonder if you could trace all of like the references in this movie because a lot of it too is obviously i think there's some stuff like like some songs and sketches that were kind of revisited uh, versions from their HBO show. Yeah, so before we decided that this would be the movie for today, I didn't know they had a show. Yeah, I didn't know either. I think it only ran for about two seasons, and again, it was very, like, I think it was partially live, but also they might have even had some, like, animated stuff. If you've seen any of their earlier, like, well, their music videos before this movie, I think that's where they came from. Was the like they were taken from the HBO show? They weren't just done as music videos on their own. Okay, yeah, I did. I like I said, I, I didn't even know they had a show. I only knew them through a few of their songs. Um, one thing I would say like about this movie too is like the way they structure the movie using like tarot cards and like the interludes with the art and everything is really good. Like, there's a lot of, like, small, brilliant moments in this movie where I go, like, even though I didn't really enjoy it too much, I have a hard time saying, like, it's a bad movie. It's just, like, it overall didn't connect with me. But, like, yeah, there's, like, like the tarot cards were really cool. Um, the visual effects were really nice in a lot of Yeah. Like, I really like the visuals and the sound of this movie. I just don't, like every other part of it well not every other part but there a lot of it just kind of falls flat for me otherwise i like their pizza guy friend oh yeah yeah he's he's the best bro i love him so much he was probably one of my one of my favorite characters in that movie because yeah just oh man when he calls them blew up his car (laughs) when they when they when he calls them when he sees the car chase like hey guys how's it going like Oh, we're uh, we're watching car ch- or ca- uh, what was it like car chase, chase three four or something? Yeah, or, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I haven't seen that one yet." Sounds pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, 
man and like the look on his face as he's oh he he executed his role so well in that movie i love that how'd the meeting with the business guy go oh well we'll tell you about it later (laughs) (laughs) as much as i think that that guy was cast very well it's kind of weird that like a lot of the cameos in the movie and i mean some people have been more successful like in recent years but like there were some big cameos in that movie like Amy Poehler was the waitress, and obviously since, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that since this came out a while ago, like, she's obviously appeared on, like, Parks and Rec and way more stuff. But, like, Tim Robbins was the, the creepy dude. Yeah, I was trying to place the creepy dude. Yeah, as soon as I saw him, I was like, holy shit, that's that's Tim Robbins. Uh, speaking about the creepy dude, actually, that's another great part of the third act. Like, just doing, like, the whole thing, but, like, the best is when he confronts them outside of, like, the, the rock, and, uh, rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's just like, I'm gonna, like, stab you and cut you up and everything and uh, come over here so I can stab you. And they're like, no. <laughs> Why would I do that? And then, like, he runs after him, throws the knife, and then the police show up. He's like, you'll have to catch me first. Like, that that was pretty good. I really like that whole part. Um, same, like, like, mo- like, most of the security guard sections I thought was, like, eh. Except for the ending part where they're just, like, randomly shooting the fucking guns at them. And then right afterwards go, like, man, that was so fucking cool. I've never shot a gun before. <laughs> like that, editor's yeah. note, uh, it was the Rock and Roll History Museum. The Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, Ohio. Sorry, I mentally checked out for parts of the movie. Um, <laughs> but it's a good thing Jeff is here to uh, correct us. To gatekeep. Yeah. He's very good at gatekeeping. I would say the only part of the movie that I don't like is the Sasquatch part. But you guys probably like that oh. even less than me. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's another. I think it's John C. Riley as the Sasquatch. I've seen this movie so many times, so I'm just like, oh, look at all these people. Yeah, I like... The Shrooms trip was bad and yeah. shouldn't be there. I had, like, mentally scrubbed that scene from my mind after I saw it, and then you had to, like, bring it up again. Yeah, it because was... we're here to discuss the movie and all yeah. of its merits and non-merits. Blah, 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 It's blah. hard non-merit is that entire scene. Yeah, poof. Like. And that scene could be removed without any other bearing on the movie. Yeah, basically. <sighs> I'm always, like, so mixed on Jack Black where there's, like, some of the stuff that I do really, really like. And then there's, like, other parts of his humor that he likes to lean on where I'm like, oh, you're so much better than this. Like, you could you could do so much better. Why do you, why do you like this type of humor so much? You hurt me. It's actually kind of weird to me. Like, how, like normally he's in, and I guess this is very much, like, Tenacious D and, like, his kind of projects like this do have a bit more, like, kind of toilet humor in them. But, like, in a lot of more, like, uh, major movies that he's in, they're a lot more, like, kid-friendly, like School of Rock and, like, Jumanji now. Yeah, I was gonna say, I liked him in Jumanji. School of Rock was a lot of fun to watch as well, although it's been a long time since I watched it. I'd fucking re-watch that with you guys. Fuck. If you don't like School yeah. of Rock, like, you just don't have a heart. Oh, I love <laughs> that movie so much. That was, at the very least, the first role I remember seeing Jack Black in whether it was actually or not. But that's kind of like when I learned his name, more or less. 
Yeah, but I, I do think like like he's someone I think like at least for my enjoyment of watching him, I like it when someone kind of holds back his excesses. Where it seems like in this movie there's no one keeping a check on him really. Um, that Sasquatch scene was awful. Like, it just wasn't funny, and it was actually kind of nightmare fuel. I didn't find it nightmare fuel. I just found it like boring and unfunny. <sighs> Yeah, well, it was just like, but you're already a Sasquatch. And just, like, the cuts back to what he's actually doing in real life is just like, mm. <laughs> I was more interested seeing him in real life than I was in the trip. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the cutbacks were okay. Yeah. Um, the song, the short uh, short song while he was riding Sasquatch mildly saves saves that scene for me. Yeah, that's actually an okay song. Yeah, it was a bit too late for me to like for it to save the scene. I just kind of was like, uh, "Please move on, please." <sighs> yeah, but I mean, that's just like that's kind of ha- that is kind of how I feel about a lot of the scenes where it's not just them playing Master Exploder or something of similar quality in the early part of the movie. It's just like, no, just get to the get to the good songs. Yeah, like and not like yeah, just that or just give me more Pizza Guy. Yeah, oh, Pizza Guy was so good. Can I just have a movie about Pizza Guy, though? I don't know. If you guys get a whole movie of Pizza Guy, though, I don't think you'll like it. I think he was used, like, appropriately in this movie. Yeah, probably. I kind of wish they gave him, like, a little bit of a bigger role. Like, that he didn't need to be, like, like much, much bigger. But just, like, a little bit more of him would have been nice. Um, But overall, he was done. Like, he was used very well. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't really have much more to really say about this movie like i'm gonna be honest like it was just mostly like i was just bored the whole time and just huge parts of it just didn't connect with me um fucking 30 minute episode honestly like (laughs) did you try getting like really really high before you watch this movie because i think that was their target demographic i'm not really really high just a little bit (laughs) um I, I guess the thing we could talk about more is, like, the third act was, uh, at that point, like, the story had already had its foundation, it knew where it was going, and, uh, I would say, like, one gag that was actually kind of funny was the fucking, um, using his dick to deactivate the lasers. Weirdly enough, I, uh, got a good, good laugh out of that, because it was fucking ridiculous in the way they did the visuals and everything for it, it was great. Yeah, like it just is going like straight out. Yeah, like, like that's that not was... male. That's not how male anatomy works. <laughs> but it, oh, but it, yeah, it was so good because of that. Like just fucking. It's a like... good thing he wears a button fly. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, like the third act was was uh, much more solid for me. The the fucking speech the devil gives them. It's like no, like the devil, like like Satan is what lives in your heart. Like, you don't need a pick for that, and then like picks it up afterwards, turns into the devil. Oh, and that whole song, fuck. Oh well, while we're on that note, uh, do you have any idea who is playing the devil? Because like, we brought that up in the intro. A Dave Grohl. Okay, yeah, I believe he also played it in the tribute video. He did. Yep. But oh, he, yeah, and he he did like an amazing job. Like that whole song is just so good. Yes, you are fucked. <laughs> like, just like, oh, like the lyrics, the visuals, the whole thing was uh, so good. Like an excellent climax to the movie. Yeah, just trapping them in a 
wall of speakers. Yeah. Amps. Sorry, yes, amps. Gatekeeper Jeff, on the way. I knew I was going to say the wrong word no matter what I said, so I went with the most general word. It's going to make you goggle mayonnaise. I actually, one thing I always forget after I watch this movie, like I always tell myself I'm going to do it and then I never do, is when they're in the guitar store and Ben Stiller is pointing, he does like the devil horns to point. Oh yeah, I fucking <laughs> love that. That's such a nice little detail of that character. Again, that's what I kind of like about this movie though, is I feel like there's just a lot of like small, like yeah, like it's a pretty stupid movie, don't get me wrong. I just oh, like yeah, it yeah, because yeah. it's Tenacious D. So like... I like other Tenacious D stuff better than this. I would rather just like listen to the album than watch yeah. the movie. Yeah, really. Uh, I will say, like, like speaking about the that whole store scene, that was pretty good too. It's like it took me five years to translate this. Like, why didn't you just get a translator? It's like, but then he'd read it, and then the whole but you're bit just with telling them, motherfucker. <laughs> And the whole bit with, like, the lighter, and then just like, oh, I think there's, like, a light switch over here. He's like, no, 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 it turns it on. (laughs) Yeah, this is it. Very good. Yeah, there's a lot of good visual or, like, low, I don't know what to call it, low impact or, like, it's not not the focal point Uh, Throwaway gags and things like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff was mentioning that earlier. Like, that's one thing that is done really well in this movie. It's just, like, a lot of, like, the main jokes are, like, kind of eh on not they don't really hit well for me there is Uh, one joke that they call back to that i do just think is like funny but cruel is because when um his dad meatloaf is singing to him and he just goes like jesus loves your brother more i can't remember the exact line of the song but like yeah like why can't you be more like jesus loves him more and then when he's like like seeing like his dad in like a nightmare or something yeah just like he's just like jesus doesn't love you (laughs) Yeah, the the concert uh, simulation that was. Oh yeah, yeah. That was all. That was kind of real. Like, get on with it. Like the fucking recordings. Boo! You suck. Well, no, because like Kyle made like the recording specific. It was like go back to Kickapoo. Like it wasn't just general. Like you suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was pretty good. Fuck. Yeah, there's like all sorts of small moments where like when you mention it or like there's like specific like quotes and things like that where i'm like yeah like that's really good but like i wouldn't really willingly sit down and watch this movie again if i'm to be honest like the most i would do is i go like oh man i'm gonna like rewatch that car chase maybe or um listen to the album yeah i'll listen to the album i'll listen to like you know master exploder or uh, uh like the ending song like but I wouldn't, like, sit down and go, like, man, I'm going to watch this movie start to finish. Just not really. We're going to have to drill the name Beelzeboss into your head, aren't we? You'll remember the song's name by the end of this, damn it. <laughs> no, he won't, because even if he does, he's not going to say it. He just wants to tick you off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, you can't just, like, give up my game like that. Huh. Meatloaf had not sang in a movie since the Rocky Horror Picture Show before this one. That's a long time. That's like 30 years or something? Yep, 31 years. Oh, damn. Did a good job, though. Like, I like that part of the Yeah, he's fucking meatloaf. Yeah, he's a singer. (laughs) He just wanted, wants to be an actor, too. Yeah, he didn't want to sing in movies because he wanted people to take him seriously as an actor. Ah, yeah, that makes sense, I guess, yeah. He actually did, like, a... I wonder if he was, like, their first choice for that role. Because I feel like they actually got kind of lucky with this movie and, like got a lot of good people in it yeah 
Because, like, Ben Stiller, I think, was one of the producers. And, like, maybe he's also just, like, friends with them. Because, yeah, like, him showing up for, like, a bit part. It's kind of like... I know Ben Stiller obviously does some comedies. Like, he's, he's fucking Zoolander. But he seems to want to be taken somewhat seriously. Yeah, the, um, the one thing I, like, I will say about this movie, just as, like, a meta thing, is... Uh, one thing I've always liked about Jack Black is, like, he seems very... Um like sincere and like like in how much he loves music and uh like metal especially like and like this movie just oozes of his like love and passion for the subject like it's i don't know like it comes across really strongly to me of like you know like he loves this stuff a lot um and i think that's like the people he managed to get on like the guest appearances and things like that it just feels like a labor of love i guess would be the way to describe it yeah, I mean, you you probably have to really love music to make music, unless your yeah, name is yeah. Michael Gira. Shout out to all my Swans fans out there. Yeah, there it's not a lot more to say. Great, great soundtrack. There's a movie attached to it. Yeah, yeah, like like the thing about like Chris, I, like there's not there's like not tons to dig into. Like there's not like you know tons of subtext or like things we can like analysis that we can tease out from this movie like it's very straightforward it knows what it is um and it like delivers on exactly what it says it will um gives you music crude humor awkward humor cringy um and a sick ending with that like one song and they got to make a bong out of satan's horn yeah that was that was actually another funny like small gag bong of destiny like i can definitely see why like my elementary school and high school friends really liked this movie um they were also heavy weed smokers too so like checks out no again that's especially like at that age if you watch this movie you would just be totally like oh my god like it's just so funny and like it's in that culture whereas like yeah now we can like i can look back at this movie as like a heavy pot smoker and be like this is just dumb yeah like it. it's just i mean all the standard stuff where it's like yep they're just sitting on their couch eating chips and watching tv yeah i i feel like if i had watched this back in like late elementary school early high school i would definitely like it a lot more i feel like or at least i would have had way fun like really fond memories I feel well you'd like probably just be that. in like my camp where i yeah i've got a bit more like rose tinted glasses because again i'm just like a already a tenacious d fan so i kind of I want to like this movie, but like, I don't want to dislike this movie. So I just look at it and even for all its flaws, I just kind of like, yeah, like tune them out and just enjoy the parts that I know I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 my kind of final conclusion on this movie is like, it's got some really high highs and it's got some really low lows and there's not much of like an in-between. I wonder... Oh, I'm just kind of, this is more of just a me thinking out loud, but like I wonder what kind of deleted scenes there are. Like I feel like I like that this is just movie kind of like not other than obviously we talked about the Sasquatch scene, but like it's 90 minutes and it doesn't feel like too much is like wasted time. Like unless there's anything else like really gratuitous that you guys think, but no, just the Sasquatch scene is the only one that really comes to mind of like a scene where I was like, okay, like why is this in this movie? Mo like 
uh, maybe uh, uh, Connor's got something, but like for me, basically every other scene I can think of like move the plot forward, or created some amount of like tension between the two main characters. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, like it, it, uh, it was a necessary scene. Like, it added something important to the movie. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that I would take out other than just the mushroom trip. Tappers Taps! Congratulations. 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 Yeah, so here we have it. Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Still, I did not know that was the proper title until today. Me neither, but, you know, I wanted to put it in right. Um, I think... Taking the number zero slot. Beating <laughs> all other movies for perpetuity. Uh, um, I think this one's going to go into the number 18 slot. Alright, so knocking out Clock Stoppers just below Eight-Legged Freaks. Yeah. Yeah, Clock, oh, Clock Stoppers was such a bad movie. It's yeah. bad more in the fun way, though. Yeah, it is. I I would say like Tenacious D. You you heard it here first. Tenacious D better than Blink One Eighty Two. Um. Well, that's that's facts. just a factual statement. Yeah. <laughs> you heard that here first. I guess like Hot overall, a, as a movie, I didn't have as much an issue with Clockstoppers, but Tenacious D just has so many more quality parts. They're just spread out more. Um. Yeah, so number 18 slot. Who's the villain? You've got three pretty good options written here. I added one that's less good than the other two. I like yours. Dave Grohl Thank is you. Satan. Think Satan's the villain, not insecurity or rent? Um. It, I mean, it's Satan. This is the correct Yeah, answer. I was going to say, like, <laughs> Satan. I feel like I Rent l- is actually the overarching villain of this story, though. Yeah, like, that's the main, like, I mean, that's the whole reason why they went out, well, part of the reason they went out, and, because, like, that that was their main motivator, was, like, not just become, like, rock stars, but they were also, like, we have to pay rent. Um, but Satan's so cool in this movie. <laughs> uh, it's your list, you can do what you want, man. Oh, no, I just, like, laying out my thoughts, so yeah. people understand why, uh, why I'm placing things where they are. And why it's uh, not rent. Yeah, exactly. Um... (laughs) How are you reading my mind? For those of you at home, uh, John just opened up the number one slot in the villain column. (laughs) Dave Grohl is Satan. Um, He was really good. Like, that, that final song was just so sick and he's like whole... so supportive yeah like that whole scene before and then uh like the transformation the final like oh that was actually pretty good um i really need to think on this one actually so i think put this in the number one slot for now but i think this is almost certain to change next week but this is this is one i want to sleep on if i can have i know it's obviously your choice but like um, the other villains are, like, much more present in their movie. 
Whereas, like, yeah, yeah Satan yeah. was technically, like, the open mic host, but, like, he's only really shows up in the last couple minutes. Well, and that's why, like, I want to sleep on it, because I go, like, yeah, like, he only shows up in the last couple minutes, but it's a very, very strong showing. Like, very, like, high impact. Yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, just kind of comparing him to, like, Gamork from the never-ending story where like that's a villain who's talked about throughout the movie and you think is going to be terrifying and then does nothing whereas like satan isn't isn't the obvious threat really throughout the movie unless like you think about that likely being the case but yeah. when when he when like he appears and yeah like it is just such an excellent culmination of the film yeah exactly that's where it's like yeah like isn't very present, but man, when he shows up, so fucking good. Um, so yeah, that's where, like, again, like, I want to sleep on this one a little bit, and likely to maybe change next week, maybe not. But for now, I think number one slot. We do have a business dad. We do have, we have Jesus business dad. What about pizza guy? He's not a business dad. Yeah. He was supportive of them, though. He's a bro. Yeah. But we don't have a category for that. Yeah. Um. We did have some murder bullies in this movie, though. True, we did. That was another weird reference. Like, why did they have to reference Clockwork Orange there? Why couldn't those have just oh, been normal thugs? Yeah, yeah that that's was... a real weird one. Yeah, that was a out of left field reference there. There was also the that. childhood bullies. Yeah, that was who are less murderous, but still. Oh bullies. no! But that was like, come on! If you had a bald kid in your class, <laughs> yeah. Well, also just like your mom calling you pumpkin and and dressing you in a in an orange shirt, probably not a great call. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Jesus, business dad. He was pretty business. Yep. As long as his business is loving the Lord. More than his son. Hey, more than his son that Jesus also doesn't love. He's just trying to impress Jesus. Yeah, I would put him. Yes, yeah, because he's not. The, like, like he's uh, not frequent yeah yeah let, let me like yeah so my thing is is like he's very business but at the same time like from like a dad's perspective like your kid did just like walk into the kitchen and start yelling incredibly rude words it was i who fucked the dragon buckle i see buckaloo yeah like i could understand why he like fucking pulled out the belt and like ripped down the posters Oh, well, and, like, presumably he bought those posters for his son? Maybe? Maybe. Guess, or at least gave him an allowance and allowed him to have them up. Yeah, that's where I'm, like, he's very business, but, like, his reaction, like, are also very dad. Yeah, he's uh... a very, he is, he is very dad, even including the negative aspects that yeah. traditionally associated to being a dad. Yeah, so I'm, I'm having a bit of a tough time placing him because usually like these people are on either really on one side or really on the other side yeah and like we don't see him much so it's hard to get a great opinion he yeah. could land somewhere in the middle yeah somewhere, I'm just trying to somewhere business somewhere dad um i guess put him in the number 11 slot number 11 knocking out anti-business dad from beetlejuice right below ethical science business dad from clock stoppers yeah uh, this one yeah this one was a really tough one to place because like he is uh on both sides of the business and dad scale 
Yeah, it's real hard. To, like, if he only had one son who who loved Jesus and Jesus loved him, it would be even harder to tell where he would be. He'd be a great father to that son because of his business. <laughs> right now in America, there are business dads who don't have children to neglect. Be a... <laughs> Get yourself adopted by a business dad today, and we can, we can solve the problem together. You don't actually have to do anything. You just sign up for the service, and we meet, match you with a business dad that will never meet you. For $2 a day, you can support a neglectful dad. <laughs> um, yeah, so for Never End the Glory, I agree with your selection of child jb i think is the best there's actually child versions of both of them i mean they could both be there yeah actually yeah i think both of them brought together ahead of their time by the forces of the never-ending glory yeah do they get guitars yeah i think so at least and kyle gas can fend people off by like shining the sun off his chrome <laughs> dome <laughs> we do we're not we're not entirely made aware if uh kyle gas um was into was had a guitar at that point all we know is he wore orange and had a bald spot spot is a generous word <laughs> yeah it is a spot it <laughs> one is spot is half bald. of his head <laughs> it's probably more than half Jeez. and it was polished yeah so that's uh never in the glory um but yeah, I mean, as we, like, there's something we didn't really say, like, completely, like, given the rating Satan currently has as villain, which, to be fair, if you're making a list of the best villains, typically you would assume Satan's probably going to be near the top. <laughs> yeah, but there are so many different interpretations of Satan. I was going to say. Yeah, like, yeah there very like, much are. Yeah, there's some that are really lame. Uh, but anyways, like, at the very least... The quality of villain in this movie, similar to uh, Warriors of Virtue, kind of shows that maybe it was was a worthwhile film to watch. Uh, this movie, I I would say this movie was worthwhile to watch. Like I've heard it referenced a lot. Like I reference it, and I've never watched it. Like the um, I referenced. Uh, I was chatting with some friends uh, the other night, and like I referenced like check this riff, it's fucking tasty. Yeah, I've never seen the movie before, but like. There's a whole bunch of phrases from, well, not like a whole, whole bunch of phrases, but like there, there's a couple of phrases that I feel like have kind of entered into pop culture. Maybe not as popular now as when the movie came out uh, and when I was still in like high school and elementary school. Um, but like it was a good movie to watch, even though overall I didn't end up liking it. I, I think it was good to watch it. I have a, I, that actually made me think of an interesting question. Is there a point on this list that is there like a cutoff where the movies were no longer worth watching? Um, you guys have watched some shit. Let me tell you. But interestingly, some of the shit is higher up than some of the things that may have been worth watching. Okay, in that B movie way though, yeah, in that B movie way though, some stuff does kind of loop back around. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of curious if, like... Stuff that wasn't worth watching. Um, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Not not a list of movies. Literally a cutoff point. Oh, Like a okay. number. Uh, yeah, like, is it currently just Bedknobs and Broomsticks, or does it go up a few? 
I would say off the top of my head, I would say 25 and below. 25, ooh. Because, like... Including twins. Yeah, oh, right, you were not a fan. (laughs) Well, the twins was just... uh, Nobody was really a fan. I was a lot more neutral than everyone else. I like the premise of the movie with... Like, just knowing the premise of the movie and the two actors, funnier than the actual movie. Like, it, it had so much potential, like, but just was, like, a really kind of boring movie. Uh, or at least, like, it failed enough that I was like, eh. And then, like, yeah, most of those movies, Twins and Below, I really could have, like, not watched them, and I wouldn't really be losing anything in terms of pop culture. Like, because, like, starting from, because NeverEnding Story is 24, and even though, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, it's still, like, an important movie to know. It gets referenced a lot. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad movie, I just didn't really like it. Um, yeah, I was curious, because, like, I was I was more neutral on Twins, so I would have put the line one lower. Just, yeah, I was... Just that Happy Gilmore. And, and, I mean, as much as, like, I put the line there, even then I'm like, should I include Twins? Should I not? But, uh, uh Twins I would need to think about a bit more, but definitely, oh, definitely, like, below that, 100%. Those, Technically, those. I would put the line below bedknobs and broomsticks, but that's obviously my own. Yeah, yeah. You see, like, <laughs> there like are you... no movies on this list not worth watching. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it was your list, it'd be completely reordered, and I'm sure the same for the rest of you. But like for oh, yeah. me, you know, uh, bedknobs and broomsticks just didn't do anything for me. Uh... I have a somewhat similar list to you, likely other than that large outstander no i was just gonna say i my segment doesn't really work with this movie the where would you put a samuel l jackson motherfucker because i think they say fuck like a hundred times in this movie so it doesn't have the same weight they don't have the same weight as like you know just dropping it in the middle of iron giant yeah oh unless you got his religious dad to say it what if all 106 times that they say fuck or it's derivatives, it was Michael Jackson saying motherfucker. Michael Jack Michael Jackson? <laughs> that is what I said. And it will and it will remain the mistake I said. <laughs> I'm just imagining it too in like the teehee voice. Oh god. <laughs> uh, oh man. I love how your brain just My like brain is fried today. sometimes. It sure does. Oh, I'm really fried this evening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, I actually might need a moment uh. to come up with a rating. Someone else wants to go first. Well, I go first because alphabets. Uh, I give this movie uh, one of the two halves of the pod. The pick of destiny. <laughs> I was actually just thinking of that one. (laughs) I'm going to give this movie half of a broken devil horn out of two devil horns. Um, I give this movie one blown mind out of one. One blown mind out of the whole fucking audience. Yeah. He really blew that dude's brains out. Yeah. But only that guy's. Only that guy's. Everyone else was fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that guy's wife was fine. She seemed fine afterwards. 
Like, there's a pi- they show her again. She has blood all over half of her body, and she's just clapping along. Yeah, that's because it's a dream sequence. <laughs> I give this movie two stoned security guards out of one crippled knife-wielding lunatic. Come over here so I can stab you. Is he really a lunatic, though? The power of the pick was real. It's true. He wasn't really Just because you're right doesn't mean you're not crazy. For a second, I wasn't sure if you were talking about him or me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about all of us. All right. Yep. As always, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Connor. My name's Jeff. And I'm Tepper. A special thanks to 8-Bit Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. 